0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Legally Speaking. We hope you all enjoyed last week's episode and our discussion of developing a unified front amongst coworkers in order to develop meaningful change in the workplace. If you had not had a chance to hear it, make sure you head over to our Spotify, Apple podcast, or Captivate pages to listen. Troy, what are we going to be discussing today?
1: Hey, Joey. Today we're going to talk about unemployment benefits, and especially in light of the pandemic, what are the do's, don'ts, and how to get those
0: benefits? Fantastic. Thank you, Troy. I mean, given the current state of the world, as we grapple with this pandemic, I am sure this will be a very beneficial episode for viewers. You guys know the drill. Welcome to Legally Speaking WTF. We are a podcast that sets out to examine, question, cross-examine, and hopefully reach a verdict on many of the complex puzzles we witness in employment and healthcare law today. For those of you who hear that sound, the universally known love language of law and fear you have been charged with listening to yet another boring podcast, we plead not guilty. We are here to be a reputable but enjoyable source on helping you navigate the puzzling legal landscape of the workplace and healthcare. My name is Joey Ski and I'll be a key witness in today's discussion. But now it is my pleasure to call to the stand our lead counsel on these matters and the man behind the podcast name. You're listening to the one and only Legally Speaking with Troy Foster.
1: Welcome back, everybody. As you know, we like to add a little levity to these uh, conversations. Joey, what do you have in store for us today?
0: So as we're talking about unemployment and kind of navigating the difficult landscape of unemployment benefits, there was a hilarious moment back in 2011 when Mitt Romney was running for president that during a meeting with an unemployment uh, oversight committee. He, as a presidential candidate, likened that to being unemployed. He said he is looking for a job. So we're gonna take a quick peek at that video. Let's check it out.
1: Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney is taking some political heat for a comment that he made to some unemployed workers. At a campaign stop in Florida yesterday, Romney told the jobless group that he is looking for work too. I'm also unemployed. Um, Oh, you want LinkedIn? uh, Yes,
0: actually,
1: and uh, uh, and I'm networking. That's funny. Thanks, Joey. Who wouldn't like his unemployed status? Um, You know what's funny about it too is just yesterday uh, at the Senate, our Arizona U.S. Senator Kirsten Cinema was providing presiding over the chamber and she was wearing a shirt that uh, says on a dangerous creature. And I guess that went viral. And in the middle of her presiding, uh, Senator Romney, in fact, went up to her and said, hey, you're breaking the internet, Uh, which kind of leads into a lot of things about what we're talking about today. Uh, Not only Senator Sinema's uh, dangerous creature, but also breaking the internet under these times of Everyone needing to get on it to get benefits.
0: Fantastic. I do think that uh, unemployment benefits can be a very dangerous creature. So let's let's get into it. First of all, obviously, unemployment is not a new issue that we deal with in the economy. However, the pandemic is quite a novel thing for the contemporary workplace. Can you tell me kind of what is the course of unemployment that you've seen throughout your career?
1: Yeah, so historically, really, we have levels of unemployment that, you know. dip and peak, Uh, but of course, we've never had uh, this pandemic or any pandemic. um, During the times when we have had unemployment benefits available to. So one thing to note is at the outset is unemployment benefits are are governed by each state's law, so. Every state's different. Every state you know, goes through the process differently. Although funding in this case has come from significantly come from the federal government. So we haven't seen that before. That's new. Um, and yeah, we've seen an uptick in unemployment, obviously, in the last year.
0: So how does uh, this uptick in unemployment kind of affect the general workforce, the workforce at large?
1: I think that's interesting because I, I think it affects the workforce in several ways. But Two, really, the first, looking at just demand and supply. There are a lot more folks out there that are able to work than are needed. So, I mean, that's the very virtue of unemployment. Uh, but it also leads to greater competition in the workforce for jobs in, in the sectors where they're most impacted, especially if we're looking at travel and uh, entertainment industry, also dining, restaurant industries, Those are all uh, affected significantly, and there's a lot of people out there
0: looking to work in those areas that there just are not enough jobs for. So is there any positive benefit to kind of a competitive workforce in this regard? Does it help create more productivity, or would you say that overall the competitive nature that we're seeing due to the lack of jobs is a really negative effect for the workforce?
1: I definitely think overall it's negative. I, you know, I'm always one who wants to talk about the silver lining, but there really aren't many here, uh, especially with the amount of benefits uh, that folks are getting. You tend to have people in the workforce that they make less by working than they would on benefits. So with that, it creates a lot of of, of Necessarily seen problems, meaning you have people working uh, that are not working that really could be, um, and the folks that are doing it,
0: it may be more a definition of their character than than their skill set. Of course, so when, when you well, let's talk about the benefits that are available right now, and again, touching into that, there are people that actually can find themselves making less by being employed, which is very large economic challenge if people are making more money off of not working than off of working. So let's kind of dig into what the current state of unemployment benefits are now that the Biden administration has taken office um, and how it differs from previous unemployment off or previous unemployment benefits with respect to the state of Arizona where you reside.
1: Yeah. So. Globally, the unemployment benefits got a big surge with the stimulus that had passed before the new administration. So people were getting over an additional $600 a week if they were unemployed and unable to find work. Uh, and I know that that extension is really nationwide. So there is significantly more uh, available to the states, and the states were making those directly available, available Excuse me, to you. Uh, the folks that are unemployed. Uh, the problem and right now, they've run out of that. So we're now looking, thinking in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have an extension of those uh, pandemic unemployment assistance benefits. And they're called PUAA, P-U-A-A. Uh If you need to look it up online, if you're looking for them, and we'll talk about that more later, practically how to get them. But really the, the surge in benefits
0: is extensive uh, because the federal uh, injection of money. So and you said that federal injection of money is novel and how what are obviously there's benefits to having a larger amount of uh, benefits available to those struggling. But I mean, I studied economics while I was at UCSB, and one of the large problems is you can actually find people exiting the workforce, maybe, or let's say not exiting, instead of actively looking for a job, they become less interested due to the large paycheck they can receive through these benefits. So that's kind of, before we get into practicality, let's let's navigate what it is beneficially to have this larger package and what it does uh, in terms of damage.
1: Yeah, and, and it really is an interesting dynamic. I don't think there's an answer to it. Uh, I'm sure somebody smarter than I would have thought about it. But the two competing things here are, of course, in order to receive unemployment benefits, when you apply and reapply, you have to say that you're actively looking for work. Um, Now, the administration of that becomes very difficult when you have a huge amount of people coming in and folks are, are either not really looking for work or their efforts are so focused and not expanded that it makes it so that they're able to remain unemployed. Uh, so you have a, a two problems here. One, the administrative piece being overwhelmed. I know in Arizona right now they're looking for almost 5,000 employees to just process unemployment benefits, which is ironic in itself, but they just have so many uh, claims that they need to process. The second piece is you have a a set of in the workforce that will try to remain on unemployment if they can. Uh, and so they're not motivated financially uh, to get off the rolls. So that becomes a problem. But at the same time, the need, the immediate need for people to eat, I mean, we're talking bare bones here, eat, have a shelter. Uh, those folks, if we didn't, if the government didn't provide that huge influx of monies, I think that that safety net would be gone, and we would not have folks being protected. So we see abuse, we see um, waste, because we are, are, you know, giving it to people who really don't necessarily need it, and could be in the workforce. But the alternative, I think, is is more problematic than, than the waste piece.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree that given the current state of the state of the world with the pandemic, it is important to uh, focus more on benefiting those in need than removing the possibility for people to take advantage of the system. If there's one thing clear, there's always going to be people taking advantage of any system. So I mean, overall, through your perspective and what you've seen, have the unemployment benefits been, challenging for the people who need them to get are there is there anything to be said about the processes the processes that are in place to get these benefits being simpler for people to take advantage of than for those in need to get them yeah
1: i mean with
0: all of these there are challenges right
1: so they've tried to streamline the process which is great um Usually when you get on the system, it's all electronic now, which it has been before the pandemic. But, um, you know, we had problems with the infrastructure. Too many people on at once and literally breaking the Internet, you know, and the system going down. Uh, And then you do have the individual capital where people are trying to go through these to make sure that there's less abuse um, and just having the minimal safeguards. But I think we don't have... The infrastructure currently, they're trying to build it. Uh, I think we probably need to plan in planning for the future, have better infrastructure available to us to make sure we can administer the benefits. But right now, it's really a, a problem for folks trying to get the benefits. It's better now than it was six months ago, but you know, you know that it still takes people a lot of time uh, often to get their benefits. And on the flip side, and. There's a lot of folks out there that uh, are also manipulating the system, not just not finding work, but that are scamming the system and using it to apply for people who are working who aren't even applying for benefits and getting uh, getting the benefits on their behalf.
0: No, yeah, I just read a an article this morning about uh, a couple who – through a scammer had found out that they had taken out twenty five thousand dollars in unemployment benefits and they were going to be taxed on that amount, even though they both had been working and had not applied for these benefits. So. I mean, obviously, we live with that dichotomy of trying to protect those who need the help truly and deeply to eat and provide shelter over their head versus those who are trying to make the easiest quick buck possible. So let's let's really get into the practicality of this system. As you said, the internet was, quite frankly, being broken at the outset by how many people needed these benefits due to, I mean, the service industry, the travel industry, some of the biggest uh Early career industries, or later career industries as well, were getting hammered by the restrictions placed by the government. So let's go back to March of 2020, right when we realized that we were going to be, when you saw the numbers and they were gruesome of how many unemployment uh, claims were being filed. What was the system like then, and uh, where do we find ourselves now?
1: Yeah, so the system was really uh, overwhelmed. Uh, and not prepare. So and I think that's probably those two words probably describe a lot of systems and people started, right? Uh, but they really have, in many states, because I've looked at, at different jurisdictions, but for sure in Arizona, have really uh, gotten the infrastructure built up. So the processing times are better. Uh, but if you didn't get, let me just go through an example. when you apply for unemployment, you have to show that you were let go, not that you quit. Um, and the employer has an opportunity to oppose your application. So if they, if you get the benefits granted, uh, and the employer opposes it, it's up to the government to decide whether you're going to get the benefits while that's being sorted out. So there's this process of appeal back and forth between the employee and the employer. It could take months, and it's up to the government to decide whether the employee is going to get those benefits while it's being sorted out. So the fact that this back and forth could take several months is where it becomes a problem, and really we want to help people get the benefit first and get it in, in the interim, and that's the goal uh, for that to happen so that this is, is they're not waiting um for months to get a benefit that they're truly entitled to
0: so i mean when it comes down to the interim period and needing the benefits now versus the future when you say that this infrastructure is being built up to help benefit Uh, unemployment claims in the future. What is your uh, professional opinion of the state we find ourselves in? The pandemic has now been raging for almost exactly a year, and we've seen uh, vaccines get approved. We've also seen uh, some industries toppled. Where do we find ourselves in terms of the need for benefits? Do you think this will be a long-term grind to get back to the normal levels of unemployment? Or do you think given the uh, kind of novelty and new dilemma of a pandemic, once we are able to navigate out of that, will we need this type of infrastructure quite as much? Well, I think we should always have the infrastructure. It's one of those that can be dialed up
1: and dialed down uh, based on need. Uh, But you can't build an infrastructure overnight. Found that out through this. I do think that probably um, in looking at forecasts, unemployment benefits uh, will probably remain at the current level for the next three to four months and then probably start to fall off into the summer. Um, Summer and fall, I think we're in better shape. But we really do look forward to seeing what happens with uh, President Biden's proposed stimulus package. Um, They say that that is expected to pass. The next couple of weeks. So once we get that, we will have a better understanding of of how much people will be able to get
0: and how much help is going to be out there. Fantastic. So I mean, let's let's get right into it. Given what we see in the media about Biden's new um, plan for recovery. What are some things that people should know to make sure that in the upcoming months, whether they are in a dire situation and need it immediately or things just don't improve and they find themselves in that position, how can those who are not trying to take advantage of the system, just to be clear, how can those in need of unemployment uh, get the benefits that they are, as you said, entitled to?
1: Yeah, so, and these are very, it's interesting because it's not, a legal discussion, it's more of a practical one, uh, but things that we've observed to try to help people get on the rolls and get the inter- intermittent benefit, even when their employer may not either be responding or may not may put up a fight as to whether they should benefit. The first thing that I'd suggest, I mean, you need to apply, apply early. Um, two things that we see problems with are how what people say, when they're applying um, on the screen, like thing, and so the things that I want to highlight are things not to say. Like you shouldn't be saying, "Hey, I'm I'm out of work, but I might be able to go back to work and maybe." But you know, you're counting on your check, your unemployment benefits um, on that. Sometimes the the government will deny it, saying, "Okay, well, there's this is not true unemployment." Um, and so you want to unequivocally be able to say I'm out of my job, I was let go or fired, not you quit cuz you don't get a benefit if you quit and there is no opportunity for reemployment at this stage. That's going to be your fastest path those three things to get you on the benefit and get you those interim benefits quick.
0: And what are for the average viewer? What are the interim benefits?
1: So they're your replacement employment. So what you would get uh, based on what you made uh, and the state that you live in, those are the unemployment benefits that you would get uh, even while they're sorting out whether your employer approved or uh, your actual claim should be granted or denied.
0: So obviously, unemployment benefits are very important for those who need them in the interim to keep food on the table and uh, shelter over their head. But one thing that's important to note is the dangers of them becoming too enticing and how you can damage your work ethic by not actively, as you say you have to for these benefits, actively pursuing a new job. These shouldn't be... It's not a job to have unemployment benefits. So what can you say about the dangers for someone who starts to, with all of the benefits that are coming out due to this pandemic, get too comfortable with their uh, stream of income coming from them?
1: Well, I think that's really important. and it may be a more philosophical discussion that we'll have, you know five years from now about how the workforce uh, the how this has changed the attitudes of those in the workforce, because I do think that a vast majority of people who are receiving unemployment benefits need them. And I believe that there's a ton of people out there that aren't getting them that also need them uh, just because of the system being overwhelmed. Uh, But there are also a, a number of folks who may not need them for as long as they think they do, or as long as they want to have them. I mean, we know that the whole purpose for the safety net is to provide that safety. It's not to provide it as, as a functional job. Uh, so I think the only real practical advice and danger uh, that goes along with it, the practical advice is, get out there, try to find a job. I mean, keep keep at it. I think most people want to work. So I, we're not even talking about a huge number of those folks, but uh, you know, that. If that doesn't happen, then we do then look at how that impacts the workforce and how people may have different approaches and different work ethics uh, than they did before the pandemic. And so that could have a real long-term impact on the workforce in general and how employers and employees interact in the future.
0: I mean, completely. It is a very I think it is a philosophical and I'm sure there will be economic papers written on how these systems uh, found shortcomings due to uh, the enticing nature of the benefits. And as you said, it is a majority of people who need them. So to wrap up this episode, how's the best way to get unemployment benefits if you're listening, you know that you need them and given the inundation of the system, what are some advice that you've seen on how to secure the benefits as soon as possible and to the degree that will be most helpful for you?
1: Yeah. So the first step in almost every state, and I'm going to speak specifically about Arizona because that's where most of our listeners are, but get online, fill out the application. Uh, The system may crash, keep at it. Um, It's just like getting the COVID vaccine. You need to keep on uh, getting the appointment. But if you do that um, before, in the off hours, right, if you're doing it, you know, after 10 o'clock at night, that's good, or very early in the morning, uh, that's helpful. If you have to call uh, to follow up on benefits, whether it's you're having to do an application over the phone, which will inevitably slow down your application, um, or if you're having to call to follow up on the determination made, Uh, I always suggest doing that before 10 o'clock in the morning or after five in their uh, late hours, because Mm -hmm. there are less folks, you know, calling in them. So it's more common sense than anything. And then I guess the only final point I just reiterate, you need to make sure that the agency knows that you've lost your job, that you don't have any prospects of reemployment and you were terminated. You were not, um, just deciding this wasn't for you.
0: Well, Troy, as always, thank you so much. I do feel that this is a very challenging time and having guidance on not only understanding the benefits, but how to properly uh, gain them in the interim period so that you can uh, have the comfort to successfully find a new job is very important to many people. And even though we do, we did touch on those who abuse the system, I also feel there are far more people that need the system and truly will benefit from it than the uh, than those who uh, abuse it. So we're really glad to talk about this uh, for this week's episode. Do you know what we're going to talk about next week?
1: Yeah, thanks, Joey. It's always a pleasure. So next week, we are going to chat about with the COVID vaccines coming out, whether your employer can make you get it, uh, whether there are exceptions to that, and what are the real ramifications for companies and ways alike.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think that will be another very interesting episode and a great uh, confluence of both employment and healthcare, which is uh, a focal point of your work. So really looking forward to that. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Have a good week.